Good morning, Capital Mortgage. A little shout out to our uh, the late Robin Williams in the great uh, Good Morning Vietnam movie. This is the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage, NMLS 2239. Uh, today, we have a special show where it's just Harvey Freed and myself. We got rid of the old man, Harry Glantz, out, out of, uh, for the day. Uh, and also, uh, Becky and uh, Lisa are also uh, not able to make it. So you get the knowledge of the two senior guys in the office, less the old man. And uh, Harvey, glad to have you. Glad to be here. What's going on today? Good job, John, of getting us started here. You know, every time we do these podcasts, I always feel like I want to make it something that if anyone was watching it, that they get something out of it. And I'll tell you, first time home buyers, there's a lot of knowledge out there on the Internet. But you got questions. And I think families need to write down if you're a first time home buyer or if you bought years ago, write down several questions and really throw those questions out to your team. Because, John, buying a house really in today's market, it's not like it's ever been. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different. I mean, there's a lot more like like you and I were talking before this started. There's a lot more that comes along with uh, buying a home uh, once you close. Right. There's the regular maintenance that's needed. There's, you know, starting things up, shutting things down getting ready, ready for the colder months that are upon us. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more that you just need to get yourself into a, uh, a lender and a realtor who, one, has owned a home before, and two, has the experience to explain what to expect and what things could pop up so you have to keep you on your toes. Um, you know, one of the things that I said that we uh, you know thought that would be fun to talk about is just the regular maintenance needed on a home. And you know, just me uh, speaking specifically to myself, living in Royal Oak, the infrastructure here is just not good. And the power is going out more and more with just even a heavy rainfall. And, you know, that's one of the things where I've investigated and uh, dove into a generator and you can get anywhere from a, a couple hundred dollar generator that you plug in yourself, roll out, plug in, or you can go with a whole home that's going to be thousands of dollars. And you know what? It's just one of those things that you want to make sure you're prepared for, because if the infrastructure does fail or go down for a couple of days, then you got to make sure that you and your family are staying uh, uh, safe and, uh, and warm or cool in the, in the middle of the summer. Um, you know, it's you just got to be aware and be ready for anything that pops up. Yeah, John, I think you make a great point there, too. I can only imagine what we had over the summer with the heavy rains. And we've never had these type of power outages. We had heavy winds and the, the weather has really become a burden. Now, losing your power and losing all the food in your refrigerator, losing your freezer, all your meat and whatever you've got in your freezer. That's a real bummer. But in the wintertime, John, we get a, we get an ice storm in December, January. This weather's crazy nowadays. The power goes out. Your pipes could freeze. You know, and, and a lot of families weren't able to get their power back on for several days. So I think you made some great points for about home ownership, um, flooding that we've never seen before, which raises concerns as homeowners, uh, power outages, the horrible road conditions that we're having, not only on the main roads, John, but also in the subdivisions. And in the subdivisions, those are huge assessments. They're, they're huge assessments. Most of the families have shot them down years ago, $15,000, $20,000 assessments. Now the price has been doubled. So, and, and this goes across the United States. So you're talking about maybe buying a house and a year later you go to the association meeting and you find out you're going to have a $30,000 road assessment. Um, maybe you can take it out over 10 years and only have to pay 3000 a year. But this is all part of what you're talking about, John, budgeting. Uh, how about sinkholes? Now there's sinkholes. You, 
your, your house could be gone the next day. So just a lot of more like do buyers due diligence and really think about things like talking to people in the neighborhood, going down to the city. If you're going to overpay for a house, John, boy, I don't want to find out there's a road assessment down, you know, a couple months or a year from now. Yeah, it's that, you make a great point. That's that's a huge thing right now is to, even if, you know, in Royal Oak, we don't have to pay for our roads to get redone, uh, but we do have to pay for our sidewalks to get redone. But the the when they tear the road up, you are really inconvenienced. You are parking blocks away and, uh, you know, you're not able to get in and out of your, uh, your, your driveway. Uh, it's a safety hazard for children playing with uh, their bikes and their roller skates and their uh, skateboards. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's really one of those things in a Royal Oak, I, I really want to know what consumers energy is doing because they're everywhere putting holes in the ground and it's like, you're dodging left, right. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm in a game of Frogger over here with my car trying to avoid potholes, sinkholes, and also what they've torn apart. And, you know, we, we just gotta be aware of what's going on. And when you're talking about flooding in the area, more often than not, a basement's going to have, have had water in it some point with all the flooding that we've had so really getting to the yes. bottom of how often how bad and was it just a little bit that got your carpet wet or was it something where there was three feet of water in your basement to make sure you know what you're getting it yourself into so being with a uh, a knowledgeable realtor who's going to make sure that they go over the seller's disclosure with you make sure that they explain everything that's going on and making asking the right questions about what type of water was in the basement from where, when, how, what, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to make sure that you're doing your due diligence on everything. Um, and, you know, because that's going to be part of your regular maintenance like we're talking about. Yeah, John, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to multitask as always. And it, it, the appraisal issue is something we always talk about. Every time we're on a good roll with appraisals, hey, no issues, houses are appraising. Sure enough, someone's overbidding on a house and the gap between the appraised value and what they thought it was going to appraise for is different. It's huge. And there are some families, we see them, our friends, our, our family members, they're willing to pay 20 grand over a house and get that house. But there's not a lot of families that are willing to pay over $95,000 to bridge a gap. So ran into something like that recently. And, you know, again, sometimes these uh, addendums are written where they're so vague that the parties can wash their hands and move forward. And if they want to sell to someone else who wants to overbid, but sometimes they're written up where they're not so vague. And yeah, so you got to be very careful. You know, if you're, if you're saying that you're going to buy the house, regardless of what the appraisal is, be prepared to do so. Uh, and don't, don't look the other way and don't get misinformation. Um, the misinformation from my clients were, I think the realtor in this case, and I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, had a false sense of what a walkout basement is worth. And the more we talk to the local appraisers here in Michigan, because we have these basements that are finished, we have walkout basements, daylight windows, basements with egress windows, anything underground, if all four sides, John, as you and I know, and anyone listening, if all four sides are not above ground, that is not square footage. It's not considered square footage. It isn't. It's considered a finished piece of, uh, of the appraisal. Yeah, and you're 100% you right. In the, 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 even a walkout basement isn't going to be considered square footage if every other home in your area or that's being compared doesn't have a walkout uh, amenity as well. So it's one of those things that it's a selling feature. It makes a huge uh, impact on people walking through and the wow factor. But they have to know that 
it's not going to be counted as square footage. I've got in Royal Oak, we've got two slit windows uh, in your basement that uh, are not, you're not able to get out. So you, you know, no, you should never put a, a basement down there because it's going to be a fire hazard. But do I have a, a living room down there to, as extra living space? Absolutely. But I'm not counting it as square footage. It's just part of a finished basement to uh, add to the amenities of the home. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because you're going to have realtors who think it's square footage, realtors who don't, um, the appraisal who does and doesn't. And you just got to make sure that you're working with a knowledgeable person. When you come to talking about somebody who may have a $95,000 gap on their appraisal, I mean, for me, when that happens, Harv, I think I'd take a look and say, okay, let's step back. No blame. No blame on the listing. No blame on the buyer's agent. No blame on the appraiser. Where's the real data? Where are the real facts? And how did this house get listed for this if it's only going to appraise for this? Did the appraisers miss something? Did the realtors? So cool, calm heads prevail. Call up the realtors and say, hey, here's the scenario that we got. What did you list this off of? Or what did you think bidding this high up would allow you to do with the buyer's agent? And try to get some good information because all we can do, we are a company that is going to fight for the, for the buyer. And we're going to go back and see if we can have that appraisal amended. You know, it, it doesn't work all the time, but sometimes it does. But the good thing is, is that we're doing the effort, making sure that we're doing our due diligence, that the appraiser didn't miss something, that we didn't miss something and making sure that we're doing our homework over and over again. So it's always like they say, like a good contractor, right? Measure twice, cut once. So we're going to keep measuring that appraisal to see what else we can do. And then uh, when we're ready to go, you know, we use what we got. If it doesn't work out, like you said, the deal, the deal walks, falls apart and people walk away. Yeah, that trusted team, your realtor, your mortgage person, giving you all sorts of data when they look at a house, understanding um that living space might not be considered, although it's gorgeous and it's a living space, it might not be considered in the appraisal. And that yeah, buyer's remorse kicks in, not, not, not at first, they're excited to get the offer accepted. But when the appraisal comes back and a third party is telling you, look, this is what it's appraised for in today's marketplace. And it's scary. And then you throw in some other factors, like maybe some additional maintenance, like how we started our show off today. Home maintenance and the cost of home ownership is different. Each house is different. Yeah. Each different and future assessments could really change your budget and you got to be careful. So if you go through a subdivision and things are all banged up, you've got to start asking more questions about homeowners association meetings, what's been discussed. And maybe if there's some road assessment coming down the road, because, you know, you check the seller's disclosures and stuff, they're not really always willing to tell you that there's a road assessment coming in six months. Well, I mean, do they have to, because they don't really know if it is or isn't, you know, the cities are, are putting, you know, putting things out there saying that they're going to do this and they don't do it for four, five, six, eight years later. I mean, that's just the way the city is. I mean, here, I've got a branch that's ready to break over in Royal Oak over a public sidewalk. So the, the, the tree in between the street and the sidewalk is Royal Oak City property. They tell you that if that tree needs maintenance, call them. I called them this morning after the rains yesterday and said, hey, there's a branch that's ready to break over a sidewalk. We got a ton of little kids running around here. I just want to make yeah. sure that nobody gets hurt. Do you, I would have thought that they would have been out here in 15 minutes, but that's me just overthinking it, the safety that I, uh, that I want to have for my neighbors and everything like that. So we'll see if they show up today. Otherwise, I'll call back again tomorrow and say, hey, you know, you got lucky today. Nobody got hurt, but this branch is going to go. And when it falls on the sidewalk, I hope that nobody is underneath it. It's, it's the cities are the cities. The government is the government. They're slow to react. 
but let's just make sure we keep doing what we need to do as citizens to make sure that things are going to, uh, you know, be right by us, be right by the future homeowner. Cause that's, you know, number one thing for me is I've done my house the way I want it. I also know that I've done it to a quality that uh, the next person who buys it is going to enjoy it and not have to have any major issues. And uh, you know, that's all we can do is pat, you know, pass it on, pay it forward. John, I'll let you wrap up the show, but um, one more thing, I guess you just threw it out there is we talked about flooding power out sinkholes thing trees very expensive we live in a wonderful living in the midwest it's gorgeous we have some of the biggest trees on our properties you know we're not living in the desert out here it's not arizona and it's gorgeous but those bigger trees boy do they cause us trouble there's a lot of maintenance besides the leaves fall the roots grow into some sewer lines the limbs could fall and cause destruction and again it's an additional cost when you're looking at a home with large trees you have to factor that in that you might have to get a tree cutting company and again getting a Getting a tree company out there with the uh, with the bucket out there, it's going to cost you some money. I'll let you wrap up. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100% right. I've got a, a neighbor's tree who hangs, you know, pretty much 25% of it hangs over my yard, my house. And if that falls on my house, it's not his insurance. It's my insurance that has to take it. And I have to, you know, the deductible and worry about all that. So even though it's not my tree, I still have to think about that, talk to him about it, play nice neighbor try to make sure that we get this taken care of so that in the event that it's a healthy tree so that it doesn't fall in a, in a heavy wind. You know, th these are just things that you need to talk to your realtor, your mortgage people, your friends and family about to make sure that you're understanding how to get into a home, how to get uh, know what to what might happen and just be prepared for things. And that's what we try to do on this podcast on the radio show on Saturday morning is uh, just make sure that people are, are informed and knowledgeable about homeownership and what comes along with it. You know, it's been a great 15 minutes with you, Harv. Who do we got coming on the show this Saturday? Boy, we got two huge teams. The Delia team uh, group out of Rochester Hills, Big Keller Williams office. They might have 75 agents. And also they partnered up with the top team out in Ann Arbor. So huge regions of coverage. Um, we're having the uh, heads of the company, I think. Uh, I think the president of the company is coming out. So we'll look forward. And again, I'm just tightening that up now, but we should have a great show Saturday. Thanks. That, that'll be good. That'll be uh, two different uh, regions talking about how things are, are same, the same and different. So looking forward to that. Catch us on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 97.1, the ticket, Hardcore Mortgage and Business Real Estate Show with, hosted by Harvey Freed. Thanks for checking us out on the podcast. This is uh, the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. Sponsored by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage, and on last two, two, three, nine. Eight, Thanks for coming two, out. Two, eight. And what's that? Two two eight nine. Two two eight nine. Two two there three nine. Up. Two two eight nine. Who cares? It's just a number. So anyway, thanks for coming out, Roberto. Get us out of here. <laughs>